Hey guys, I'm Whitney. And I'm Kylie. Welcome to the Midwest Farm Wives Podcast. We are two millennial farm wives raising lots of littles, figuring out how to run ag businesses with our husbands, learning, loving, and living life day by day in America's heartland. If you landed here, you can expect uplifting positive real talk about being a farm wife, mom, and being a woman in agriculture, conquering all God gives us. We are so excited you're traveling on this back road with us. Hi, welcome back to the Midwest Farm Wives episode five, the one where we clean and organize our lives. So welcome back. We are recording early this week, which is very special to us. We're not pushing ourselves to the last minute. We've been busy. Um, it's only been like a week and a half since we recorded. Jordan and I took a uh, adults only trip to Herman and our camper. That was the first time we'd taken our camper out, just the two of us. So that was really fun. There's a lot of room for two people, but it was still hey. fun. Hey, you got away without kids. That's a big deal. Yeah, we planned it back in May or no, it was probably earlier than that, like April. And so I told him, I said, if we hadn't planned this four months ago, you know, we wouldn't have done this. Something so, would have came up. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. And we, Bodie went back to school today, late and started homeschool today. So we're just trying to get back into the routine of, yeah, routine at all because we don't have one in the summer. So yeah, crazy. Have you guys gotten much rain? Uh, on and off, we I saw your snaps and like posts last week about the hail. We have gotten plenty of rain. We had a couple storms come through yesterday, but they really stayed just north of us. Like we had warnings, but um, we got just the right amount of rain. No complaints right. here. Right. We got an inch and a half, like oh, a week and a half ago, but it came with some hail, actually a lot of hail, like west of us. So that's no bueno. None of our stuff got hit, thank God. Like I'm doing the thing right now. You can't mm -hmm. see me, but whew, it's like before harvest, you just pray that nothing dings your corn to make it a yucky harvest. Yeah. Last year, usually we kind of have strong storms in, I mean, it, it could be in August, but it's mostly in like that late June, July. We have a lot of strong weather um, when the heat is really starting to rise. And last fall. It was mid-August. And so our corn was much farther along in our area. And we had a really, really, really bad windstorm come through and it did not hurt any of our corn. It went south of our town. It went just south of our Southern fields. Can I say South one more time? South. Um, and it knocked down everything in its path. I mean, it just laid really mature uh, corn over. Like there was no hope for it. It had to be picked up off the ground all last fall. And then fall was just kind of crazy anyways last year. It got wet quick and cold quick. Right. Um, and then at that point, you can't do anything with that corn. I mean, that no. has no chance to come back. I mean, up. it was fully mature, which was, I mean, I guess a, a positive. It didn't, it didn't affect the yield as far as like it growing. But, but like then, having like, to combine how do you get it. it? Yeah, combine it at one mile an hour trying to pick it up off the ground. I mean, people would combine and pick it up one way and then they turn around and come back and combine and try to pick it up the other way just to get like as much as they could. It was such Ugh. a mess. Like we were so fortunate not to have that, but every, there were so many affected around us. So no, yeah. we're praying for none of that. For sure. For everyone. We forgot last week to provide a listener review, but these are some of our very favorite things to read when our listeners leave us such positive reviews. So Taylor K. Jenkins 
said, I just listened to episode two and it was refreshing as someone who just married into a farm in North Carolina. Wheat harvest started the week we got back from our honeymoon. We can relate. And boy, was I wrong when I thought I knew what I was getting myself into. I felt so guilty for the emotions I was feeling, but to hear y'all talk about it as more seasoned farm wives made me feel 100 times less alone. Y'all are awesome for doing this. Thank you. It makes me feel good to hear stuff like that. (laughs) Yes. We so appreciate when you guys let us know that you like it because it makes us feel like we're doing the right thing. Yeah. We're just talking about our lives. Whitney and I are pretty simple people, but to hear such nice things is just a great, it makes our day. Definitely. It does. So let's bring it back. We are getting back into the world of fall, all things busy. And we are going to talk about some actual quantifiable tips for cleaning and organizing your life. And this is going to be the Whitney show. And I'm going to just chime (laughs) in where I can, because I have a routine. I can definitely speak to that. But as far as cleaning, Oh, you guys, it's not my strong suit. I'm 28. I've never cleaned my oven. Like let's, it's just real life. So (laughs) with that, we wanted this episode to be like more lighthearted. And so let's just get into it. Okay. So my biggest thing that I have learned is that for me, and I'm sure that anyone can relate is physical clutter is mental clutter. And when I say mental clutter, I mean, it can trigger OCDs if you have them, which holla, I do. It's really hard to deal with. Uh, It can trigger anxiety. It can make you a grouchy mom, impatient. It can make you snap. And all those things are obviously things we as moms don't like to do, but it for sure happens. So you, sorry, you use the word can, and I almost think it always does. I don't think there's very, you may not realize it. Maybe your house is cluttered and you're like, oh, I'm so stressed out about everything I have going on in my life, but that definitely adds to it. Yeah. Yeah, it does for sure. I mean, and I'm not saying like go out and destroy your closet and clean all that because that kind of stuff, it's like surface clutter, like the toys all over your living room or dirty dishes and like stuff like that. So I really am a believer in um, giving yourself some grace, believing that there's no such thing as a perfect home or, or of you being a perfect human and being able to do all the things because that's just totally not realistic And with that being said, Grace Not Perfection is an amazing book that everyone truly needs to read, especially, I think, especially if you struggle with like wanting to be a a house cleaner, like wanting to do more or feeling like you can't do it all. It's a super good book. I read it the first time two fall harvests ago because I was getting so overwhelmed with everything. And I read that and I just learned to kind of take a step back that life was not going to end if the dishes weren't cleaned every night. Because when I, before I read this book, Art would make fun of me because I would make supper and then I would get everyone's plates and I would make my plate. They would all start eating and I would clean every single dish before I sat down to eat my supper. And he's like, Whitney, just sit down and join us. And I'm like, I know, but I want to be able to watch TV with you or whatever when we're done. And I was like missing out on family time due to in my head needing to be perfect with the dishes, which is ridiculous. I'm mine's like that, but a little bit, a a little backwards. So I'll fix the kids plates. Jordan fixes his plate and then I fix my plate and I'll come and we'll say grace and we'll eat. And Jordan taught Rhett something last night. I was like, let's say grace. And 
Jordan said grace out loud, real loud. And Rhett thought that was funny. And so I said, okay, Rhett, do you want to say grace? And he said, grace. And I'm like, (laughs) oh my gosh, child. Anyways. So I eat real fast because feeding two kids, young kids, as you know, is just challenging in itself to eat your own meal. So I eat as fast as I can and then I feed them. And then Jordan's usually still slowly eating (laughs) and I get up and clean the dishes then before everybody leaves the table. So like, it's the same thing, but it's backwards. Like I go ahead and eat really quick, but you rush yourself. Yeah. And like, I'm the opposite. Yeah. Like I rush myself to clean and then I'll sit down and eat by myself usually. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Cause kids only sit as long as they're eating when they're done, they're done. For sure. Jordan said something to me the other day because we both are those type of people. We want to have a really like less cluttered house. We want to have that tidy house. And, um, we just still, we still having even unpacked boxes that are in the closet that we moved into in 2016. I mean, we have stuff in the house that is just not being used. It's taking up space in the closets that we could put the stuff that's cluttering our counter. And we both want to be that person. So we'll go on a bender and we will just clean the entire house in the afternoon and we'll be exhausted. And we'll just sit down and say like, oh my gosh, we're going to start our week out so good this week because we clean the house. It makes us genuinely, we know it makes us feel better. Yeah. But yet something happens throughout the week that I start laying stuff on the counter. That's my biggest thing is that one kitchen counter or I won't pick the, (laughs) sorry, I won't pick the toys up in the living room. Yeah. And then it builds on itself. And so Jordan said he'd been thinking about this because he's trying to like perfect our life. No, he's not. I'm just kidding. But there is a lot of things laid on us right now with being the bus- new business owners of our um, you know, family farm. And we're starting this sow unit. And then our house is messy. And he said, we're starters, not finishers, both of us. And at first I was like, are you... Uh, talking crap about my housekeeping skills <laughs> because it's insulting, but it's not. I know he didn't mean it that way by any means. And he helps around the house even when he can. Um, but I instantly was like, okay, like I like, you know, my chest got big and I was like, come at me, bro. He, like, <laughs> what are you about to say? <laughs> no, what are you going to say about my housekeeping skills? I know I'm not a good housekeeper. And he said, we start things. So we'll start to clean out clean the kitchen or we'll start to pick up toys, but we just don't finish things or we'll lay something here thinking that we'll put it away later, but we don't do it. And so we're starters and not finishers. And I, I actually really appreciate him saying that because it's the truth. And so yesterday when I started cleaning my kitchen, I finished it. Like I did it because he said that about you. Like sometimes when your husband's like make, I'm not saying make digs. Well, kind of, that kind of was a dig to you, Mm -hmm. but, but they say it in a nice way so that like you'll, I don't know how to say it without being mean, not pick up your game, but like bring it to light that it's a real thing. Yeah. And I, it wasn't a dig at all. Like he was definitely talking about himself too, because he likes to have his stuff tidy, but he's the exact same way as me. We're similar people like in the way that we live our like living area. So he didn't mean it bad at all. But at first I was like, come on, don't like keep, (laughs) keep coming. Cause I'm just going to lay in two knots. (laughs) I'll chest bump you into the kitchen. Yeah. They're just going to like dead arm you here in a minute. Yeah. It's funny how different people can be with that. But I think in the end, we all, we all strive that we want a clean home, but we do like distractions. I mean, it's super easy to start something and then get distracted with Mm -hmm. kids or have to leave to help your husband. And then you come back and you kind of lose your train of thought and go somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that is one of my huge tips is, um, 
room by room. So I used to like make a list, bathrooms, laundry, kitchen, vacuum mop, all these things. And I would try to do them all like at once. So then I would bounce, like I would sweep, but I wouldn't mop. So I'd go clean the toilet. Well, I wouldn't clean the bathroom all the way. I'd just do the toilet. So then I made a routine where I would write everything I wanted to do. And I made myself do one room at a time. So if I'm going to clean the office, I'm going to dust everything in the office. I'm going to vacuum it. I'm going to wipe everything off. I'm going to clean the windows. And then I will leave this room when it is finished. So that is a huge tip for me is go room by room. And if you don't get them all in one day, which that's not even realistic, nobody can clean every room in their home Mm-mm. well in one day. So don't even try that. But just make sure you go room by room because that makes a huge difference in how well you clean, I think. Yeah, I agree. I'm learning as I get older. I'm the same way though. I'll like vacuum the living room, but I won't have dusted, which totally defeats the purpose. Right. Because then that dust is just going to fall off whatever and get on the floor. It is so important. You might not be a routine person. So your summer is not routine at all. And you're kind of starting to get back into a routine, but there is a lot of value to having some sort of routine, some sort of organization, some sort of schedule, no matter what part of your life it's in. Maybe, maybe your kids don't have a schedule that they live by, but you need to have a schedule. I mean, you eat three meals a day. That's a schedule. You clean your house at some point type of schedule. Yeah. They don't have to be the same. So we're not telling you to have our schedules by any means because Whitney and I are very different in this whole entire conversation, but we do see the importance of having those schedules, routines, uh, have a planner decide, you know, write things down. You can't reach a goal. What's that saying? You can't reach a goal if you don't ever write it down or something. It's not real. And I'm a total to-do list person. Oh, me too. Like marking things off of your to-do list is so gratifying. (laughs) post-it notes with lines are my favorite thing at the office but Mm -hmm. they have to have lines because I'm OCD enough that like I hate my handwriting on a lineless paper and it gets slanted Mm -hmm. and so I'm this is so silly but I do that too and I like to leave it on the kitchen counter so that Bart can see everything I've done (laughs) that I don't just sit in the house and watch Young and the Restless (laughs) without having to say it like I did these things instead like here's a giant permanent marker to-do list that I completed today. (laughs) And we, we as moms and wives and homemakers have a super hard job because nobody appreciates when the toilet doesn't have streaks in it or that it's super clean. They just think it magically happens. They don't know that someone actually gets down and scrubs their pee and poop off of it. Yeah. And it, it doesn't even have to be a homemaker. Like if you're just, if you own a home, like this is you, if you clean your own home and you own your own home, or even rent an apartment. Like if you clean the toilet, you have a thousand other things to do. Like that's not a glamorous job. Right. And with that being said, when you said, if you clean your own home. So I have thought a lot about this lately. And on Mondays when I have daycare is when I do a majority of my stuff. I try to get it all done. So don't be ashamed if you hire a housekeeper or daycare or anything to get your things done or need help. Asking for help is okay. Oh yeah. We, us as women have so many things on our plate, so it's okay if you need a little extra help. Yeah. I actually think it's, so we have an in-hope, a lady that comes to our house for, for like not really daycare, but she watches our kids and she'll um, clean up dishes in the sink if they've been left for the night before. And she'll do a load of laundry if I ask her to, like, she's such a blessing to our family. 
and I am not ashamed to have her. Like I'm so grateful for her. She doesn't clean the whole house. She doesn't do all our laundry. She doesn't, you know, I still have all of those duties as a wife and a mother, but for her help to do the, that, the days that she's there to maybe sweep the kitchen floor that I just didn't get to because being a working mom is hard, right? Being a mom, you are a working mom. I mean, you don't work out of the home, but you still work, right? It's hard. It's hard to get all that stuff done. So we see you, we hear you, we feel what you're feeling. Harvest season. Why is this important right now? We are in the end of the summer. We're getting back into routines and schedules. Why is it important now? For you farm wives out there, if you have not started harvest yet, it's about to get crazy and you know it. Harvest season, planting can be long and this year was exceptionally long, but harvest season always seems to take longer for us. I mean, it just does. It does. And life gets so hectic. There's no normal ever. It's like two months of two months of being not normal. Mm -mm. No, it's for real. Kids are going back to school. So I think if you're, if you haven't started harvest yet, so we're still like at least three weeks out on our early corn and we have a grain dryer. I know a lot of guys that don't have a drying facility around us and they're still, they're still a month and a half out before they start cutting corn. Right. Now is the time to try to get yourself into those like habits and create a routine. Kids are back to school. Like I said, this fall brings so many things, softball, uh, fall sports, little peewee football, all of these things that we have to start fitting into the schedule that we should create now. Right. And we have little kids. Like I can't imagine you moms that have older kids that are junior high, high school sports and having to fit all of that in as well as the craziness of farm life and home and everything. So kudos to you women. Yeah. How different will our tunes will be here in like even five years? Oh, I know for real. Like I'm still doing that. This in five years. I'm worried about like having to be back home from whatever I'm doing that Bart has sent me on by three 30 to get Bodie off the bus. And all of you women have way more to worry about than me with my <laughs> six-year-old. <laughs> you are in a new, it'll, it will be a new, it's same for me. I didn't put Rhett in preschool this year. It's kind of selfish. He doesn't go to preschool till next year, but I thought about putting him in preschool this year for a couple of days a week. And I, and I thought about all the positives and all the negatives. And I was like, just scheduling it is, would be really challenging for me this year. Right. Same with Layton. That's why I didn't send her either. Mm-hmm. And I honestly, I feel like I feel like farm kids get so much common sense and like knowledge, you know, in your everyday that they're so smart. And when they're ready to go to kindergarten, they're going to be ready. Yep. I agree. Rhett needs the uh, social exposure because we have done like an in-home sitter. So that's my only concern with him, but that's totally not on topic. And we will get back to what we're talking about. Whitney, you are the cleaning queen. Yeah. Give me your top five tips or like cleaning hacks. What, what should I be doing in my life? Okay. So first of all, I should start off with, I'm a very DIY, uh, somewhat natural cleaner. Like I don't like bleach and that's totally okay if you guys like bleach. Like I grew mm-hmm. up in a home that used bleach and fabuloso and all that smelly mm-hmm. good stuff. So I'm vinegar, essential oils, um, baking soda, baking, you know, all the things that you can do DIY. So my first tip that I figured out was adding eucalyptus essential oil. When you wash your bedding, wash your sheets, your comforter, your pillows, all of that good stuff, 
It really helps with allergens, um, dust mites. It can even prevent bed bugs if you, God forbid, have those <laughs> issues anywhere. And it smells so good. I love eucalyptus oil. It's one of my we, favorites. Yeah, we use it a lot. And I, I almost always use my oils for like health. You know, if the kids get sick or if we need, we stuffy. Right. I haven't figured out the, like my brain clutter hasn't figured out cleaning with them. So this is really beneficial to me. But eucalyptus is one of my favorites when my kids have like a stuffy nose to put it in the, um, like not a humidifier, but a diffuser. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's that. one of my favorites too. So, so what I do, I always ask people or people always ask how I do it. So like ours has a tray where you put the laundry detergent, you put in your cap full of laundry detergent, and then I put in five drops and it smells so good. It's just, mm-hmm. and we have allergies really bad. So it helps with the allergens and I just love using that. So that's my first tip. My second tip is dun, dun, dun. When was the last time you cleaned your toilet brushes? Gross. Um, me, I, so I just cleaned it, uh, like a month ago because you put something on Instagram, <laughs> but truly like before I had started doing that, I had never cleaned them. No, gross, gross. So, uh, that tip is wash your toilet brushes and your kitchen broom, which is also gross, but separately, mm-hmm. obviously. But what I do is I fill up the tub with super hot water. Um, I throw in, and when I say I throw in, like I do not measure, I just mm-hmm. dump in some vinegar and I like to use um, Thieves essential oil in that because that fights germs. And then you can use like lemon or orange because it smells good. Mm-hmm. And then another good one is purification. That is a really good one too. So I let those soak for an hour separately. Do not wash those together. It's gross. And then I kind of swirl it around so it gets the stuff off of it. And then I let them dry. And then when I go to put my toilet brushes back, I get a cotton swab and I put on purification oil because that Mm -hmm. helps with fighting smell. And I put that in the bottom of your toilet brush holder and you set it back in there and then it's squeaky clean. These are really good tips. We have three more, but for you listeners who aren't into essential oils, that's totally fine. We both use essential oils in our home. Use whatever you use, but take the tips of what we're cleaning. So if you don't use essential oils, just clean your toilet brush with some bleach water in a sink. Right. So whatever you use, use that. And and I'm a young living partial person. You can use whatever you please. Mm -hmm. That's just my own preference. Uh, Let's see. Third tip is disinfect your family's toothbrushes because they're disgusting and germs live in there too. So I especially do this during sick season because we obviously don't need to pass that all to one another. So I just get a glass jar, a tablespoon of baking soda, and then obviously, you know, baking soda and vinegar react. So I pour a little bit in of vinegar, and then once it kind of stops bubbling, I put some more in until it's covering the bristles. And then you can swish them around, and I let them sit for 30 minutes, and then I rinse them off with hot water. Because if you don't, your husband will taste a tidbit of vinegar and complain. <laughs> it won't be minty for him anymore. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, all of my stuff is really germ related. Yeah. That, those are good tips though. I've heard of putting your toothbrush in a dishwasher. Oh, I've never heard of that. I've heard of putting your bath toys in the dishwasher. Um, let's see. This one has really changed my life. Do one load of laundry every day. Um, plan to wash and dry a set, but don't fold them. Don't fold it until the next day. You So essentially you only fold one load of laundry a day. 
This will keep you from getting behind and having to do all of your laundry in one day. And then another tip with that is our, I think you have to have a newer one with like digital reading, but our washer has a delay setting. Mm -hmm. And so at night I will click until I get to the 10 hour delay. So then my dishwasher will, or sorry, my washing machine will start at like five in the morning. It'll run its hour cycle. And then when I get up at six, I can toss it into the dryer and then I'll fold it the next day. Hmm. So if you have the delay setting, that's a super helpful thing to use. Yeah. And my last tip, I'm sure everyone has seen on Instagram, get a robot vacuum. It is life-changing. Um, I used to be obsessed with vacuuming, like do it every day. So that was really OCD of me. So now I just, if we leave the house or go play outside, I'll, his name's Frederick. I just start Frederick and he vacuums. He really goes to every room. It's kind of a sporadic vacuum line. So if that bothers you, then probably don't get one. But he picks up Legos, hair ties, like he vacuums really well. So I, I really suggest to get a robot vacuum. We do not have one. We just have a normal vacuum that we got from our wedding. And I've actually taken the filter out and lost that. So I think that a robot vacuum is definitely in my future, maybe like Black Friday shopping. Yeah. And I know that Amazon, they always have them like deals of the day. Mine's an older version. I didn't spend a bunch. I know you can buy like a $900 robot oh, vacuum no. No, no. and I'm not interested in that. So mm-hmm. I ordered like the older version of an iRobot. It was like 280 bucks mm-hmm. and it has been worth every penny. We've had it for a couple years now and I love it. You can like, set, you can use it from your phone since it's oh. an i iRobot. You can set it from your phone. So that's yeah. cool. I'll have to check that out for sure. Yeah, it's super cool. We have a couple tips for organizing your house, and then we're going to go into habits to get you organized, and then we have a fun little challenge. Mm-hmm. I love challenges. I'm going to let you go ahead and <laughs> go into the organize. You guys, seriously, I our house is clean. Like I clean it, but it is so like it is a clutter. We have lots of clutter, and it's it's not bad, but I really am not one to give tips. Like I'm sitting here taking notes on all of this. (laughs) That's okay. Okay. So a huge thing that I do in my pantry, you can do it anywhere though, is baskets. So I can post a link on the, my Instagram of what baskets I use. They're really cheap. They're plastic. And I put, I do label in my pantry just because it's easier for me to know when I grocery shop where to put stuff. And so I put those baskets in there. Like one basket has granola bars, one has raisins and fruit snacks, so on and so forth. So I think baskets, if you have a large enough pantry, is a really, really good tool to use. Baskets for shoes, baskets for toys. I mean, baskets are a really good way to hide clutter. I agree. I would like that link. So definitely follow up with that. Yeah. And so we didn't, we didn't have a mudroom. Like we don't have a mudroom at our house. So we had someone build like a shelf thing out in our garage and each kid has like Bodie has a blue box, Layton has a pink box and all of their shoes are stored in there because I <laughs> hate, hate shoes laying around. That's like my largest pet peeve. <laughs> and so they know when they get home, shoes go in the box and they shut it back up. So don't come yeah. to my house. <laughs> I, I hate there's, shoes out. There's four of us and we have so many shoes. My gosh. It, yeah, it's unreal. Like each of my kids' boxes have like 10 pairs, which is really over the top. Ridiculous. But yeah, anyway. Um, as far as labeling, um, I heard a podcast once from one of my friends 
she said, don't label your life away because some little crazy toddler will come along and ruin your whole life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they will ruin all the things in the bins if you try to label everything. So don't get obsessed with trying to perfect, per, over perfect things. Um, the boxes are a great idea, but make sure they're just like generalized, not so specific that you go crazy when they're messed up. Yep. Because be real, kids mess up everything. Well, and it's a lot of work to, to go to all of that trouble to make, you know, split, clean all your stuff up, split it all up, put it in these certain containers. If right. it's so specific that it gets messed up easily, like you really will be upset about it. You will have OCD craziness and you'll want to fix it all the time. And that's just more work for you. It's the opposite of what we're trying to get across here. <laughs> yes. So don't label your life away. Oh, let's see here. Um, I am, I'm huge into a schedule, so I can also show a picture of my schedule on Instagram. Like I print out a blank calendar off of just Google images. And for example, Tuesdays and Thursdays, I clean bathrooms. So every Tuesday comes along, I go in, I scrub the toilets, I wipe off the counters, clean the tub, the shower, don't do anything on Wednesday with the bathroom. Thursday comes along. I don't necessarily always scrub the toilet. Well, I do. Our kids pee on things really bad. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I always scrub the tub. I think the tub is a gross thing. So every Tuesday and Thursday, and then like Mondays I mow, Wednesdays I dust, uh, Fridays, I know I'll have to just show what I do because I can't remember what's all on it. That would be great. But just a schedule to where you're not trying to do everything in one day because like we said earlier, that's going to make you crazy. So splitting it out throughout a week, I know a lot of people try to do their cleaning like working moms all on the weekend and that can kind of make you crazy. So if you just split it out and make it less pressurable on you. If you don't, like I very rarely clean our showers, which is just horrible to say. I do, but not as often as I should because it becomes so overwhelming. It's right. like, oh, I got to go clean the shower. Well, I'll just do that this weekend. And then it's like, oh, gross. I don't want to do that this weekend. Like, And so I think if I would get in that habit of doing, uh, maybe if you just clean your bathrooms once a week. Right. Okay. Well, then it's not that bad. I'm going to go spray the stuff on the shower, rinse it off, clean. I mean, it could take you as little as 15 to 20 minutes just to get it done. But right now, if I clean my bathroom, it takes me an hour. Right. Right. So I think if you get on a schedule, it makes, it makes that kind of stuff less, it's always going to be miserable, but makes it less pressuring or easy, not as easy to put off. Yeah. It makes it less overwhelming. So you can just keep it up. Right. That was the word I was looking for. Um, in that book, Grace, but not perfection. She says, don't obsess with counters. Do you know how much of your life is wasted on rewiping counters in a day in a lifetime? Sweep off the crumbs throughout the day. Do a good clean wipe before bed. And that is so true. I used to wipe the counters four or five times a day. And so I'm not sure. I'm not sure why I did that, but I'm glad I read that and it changed my life. I just wipe crumbs off and I will spray it and then clean it good before bed. Perfect. Yeah. You're so cool. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Meal planning. I do not, I do not meal plan to the extent that I do my grocery list off of it because I keep a pretty stocked pantry anyway. So I understand some people meal plan and do that for their grocery shopping. And that's awesome that you do that. I cannot do that. 
Um, but I do meal plan what is for supper every night. And I find that that makes my life way less stressed to try and figure things out. I don't meal plan. I just kind of tried to start to meal plan. And I did it because I always have to run back to the store. We're four minutes away from like a small town grocery store. And I'm always like, shoot, I don't have bread or, oh gosh, dang it. I don't have the, you know, one side for this particular meal. And so I did it to remember to buy the groceries, things that I don't use often that maybe I want to have with this one meal, but I don't really meal plan that much. And I need to because I get in ruts where I cook like five things and I know how to cook much more than that, but I just get in such a rut that I don't think of new things. So maybe if I meal plan, then I will have a better idea of what I'm able to cook too and get my groceries, you know, in the same manner. Yeah, for sure. And so we have a small grocery store in our town, but like for the majority of my shopping, it's an hour and a half away. Mm -hmm. So I do, I do like big grocery lists, but it's just like a generalized stuff of like what we need not based off of that. But I feel like if, nope, I don't even know what that is. It's like a really discount grocery store. Um, it's, you can get basically everything you would get at Walmart. It's usually off brand, which is no big deal, but you can get a bunch of things for like half the price that you would get at Walmart. Like bulk. Is it bulk? It's not bulk. Uh -uh. Nope. It's like a, it's just, I can't even, it's not really a discount. They have a lot of like organic and grass fed and, um, type of products. And I think they even made a statement that they were going to try to get exclusively that. So I don't necessarily support that aspect of it. I would like for them to offer both, right? not that I don't support organic or grass fed or anything like that, but I would like for them to continue to support all, you know, venues of agriculture, but, uh, they do have really cheap stuff. So if you need, uh, flour, sugar. I mean, I'm talking pennies on the dollar. I can spend $80 at Aldi where I would spend $200 at Walmart. Mm, I wish we had something like that, but we don't. Yeah. I still I like, like Walmart, Dillon's. I don't know what a Dillon's is, but we're so far apart. I know. So different. If you have an Aldi, let us know. And let's talk, tell Whitney how awesome Aldi is. <laughs> <laughs> Rub it in, please. Make do. her jealous. <laughs> There's a few things that you can do in your life to help support all of these awesome tips that Whitney has given us. So I'm going to list them off and we'll kind of just touch on them and we'll wrap this baby up. Clean up as you go. This is something that I need to learn from my own words. I've been really trying to, before I go to bed is clean up the toys. Cause that's one thing I'll tell myself, well, the kids are just going to play with them tomorrow, but they just get out more. They don't play with the same thing they did before. So clean up as you go. I feel like that's the huge physical mental clutter thing to me is toys. Like before bed to see your living room is nothing on the floor is like peaceful to me. I can go to bed Mm -hmm. peacefully. And usually I'm up before the kids. So I get to enjoy it then also. Right. Make your bed every day. Sets the tone for your day. Yep. It is. There's also a book on that that a army or marine sergeant whatever the word is, he wrote, and it's a really good book. Oh, I think I saw a YouTube clip floating around social media the other day. Yeah. It's a really good book. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Make your bed every day. I don't make my kids make their beds yet. Well, one is in a crib still and the other one is on like a floor bed, but like that's a habit that I'm going to make them start doing. Yeah. And my, my kids did start doing theirs. Trust it is not the best looking thing, but, but it's a chore for them to do and it makes them learn that they need to do it. It's a principle. I mean, yeah, it's just, it's like a habit. 
Uh, focus on one task, one room. We talked about this. Don't back, bounce back and forth. Literally pick one thing. Yesterday it was my kitchen and I wanted to quit halfway through and I told myself I'm not going to be a starter and not a finisher. And so I did it. So you proved Jordan wrong. I did. He was very impressed last night and I was so happy. <laughs> like that made me feel good that he was happy that I had done that. Have a place for everything. We talked about that with baskets or, you know, get rid of old clutter that you don't need. Get rid of stuff that you don't need so you have room for your new stuff. Right. We are a stuff culture. We just have we lots are. of stuff. And it's sad. It is. I need to get, like, donate a bunch of our toys because the only problem that I have with that is, like, you have sentimental toys. You have things that were given to you. But some of the stuff is hand-me-downs and some of the stuff the kids don't play with anymore. And it's just got to go before this Christmas because. Right. Or I know. always think, well, what if Rowdy wants to play with that stuff that oh, Bowie I had? <laughs> Which really in reality, he's going to get a million toys throughout his lifetime as well. That's exactly right. Don't let your dishes pile up. We talked about that too. Don't focus on dirt doing them, you know, immediately after your supper, enjoy your family, but don't let them get so overwhelming that you don't want to do them. Right. So I got into the habit of after we ate supper, I finally started to actually eat supper with my family. <laughs> well, when Bart's there, you know, the empty plate season. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, this was in grace, not perfection as well. Uh, you take all your dirty dishes, rinse them off. Don't scrub them, set them aside in one side of your sink and leave them for the morning to load the dishwasher. So that you're not, it just takes away one small task in the evening, I think is what she was going for. Yep. I like that too. Cause the dishwasher can be, it should take like four minutes to load the dishwasher. And sometimes it takes like my dishwasher sets open for 20 minutes and it's always full. Yeah. Oh, it is always full. And we have a small dishwasher. It's, I guess we could always just use our hands like mm, back in the like day. I would do well with a dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have a dishwasher in Jordan's first house. And our Jordan and I's first house. And it was um, like, you just did all the dishes. So you literally washed them that night because you knew you were going to have to do some serious hand scrubbing if right. you didn't. And hello paper products. <laughs> yeah, we actually did really good. We had this like, we were, um, had this cheap set of like uh, glass plates and we just cleaned, we cleaned them almost every night. And I don't know what happened to us from then on. I guess yeah. we got spoiled with the dishwasher. Yeah, for sure. Have a place for everything. And if you don't have a place for it, uh, the basket rule, like Whitney said, take a laundry basket at the end of the day and put everything that you can't find a place for, or that maybe you don't have the energy to find a place for that night. Like just pile it up in your basket. And then when you do get time, don't let your baskets pile up. But when you do get time or make some time, put it away. And I cannot stand stuff on the stairs. That is like another large pet peeve. I hate stuff on the stairs. So at night, if the kids have toys on the stairs, that goes in my laundry basket and they can put it away the next day. That's a good idea. My kids yeah. have not, like Rhett just turned four. And so I make him help pick up and Reese helps pick up. She's two, but we haven't really reached the stage of like hardcore putting your own stuff away, but we're, right, we're entering for sure. that. We're for definitely sure. entering that. Yeah. And that's understandable. Don't aim for perfection. Don't be mad at yourself if you can't clean your whole dang house in one day. You're just one human and that's a lot. And you can only do so much in one day. Right. And you're taking care of other humans, including your husband. You're taking care of yourself. You're taking care of your house, your job, your yard, your house. I mean, there's so many things that you have to do. If something falls behind in your house, don't beat yourself up over it. 
Give yourself some grace. And as we always say, let whatever you do be enough. Absolutely. Hit us with the challenge. Okay. I have a challenge for everyone out there listening. So I'm sure you've heard of 40 bags, 40 days Lent challenge. Um, they do, they go in your home and for 40 days for Lenten, you take one bag and you either donate or toss whatever is not being used. So we want to do a Midwest Farm Wives Challenge, aka anyone out there that cleans a house. Uh, <laughs> the 10 bag challenge, 10 bags only. Take a trash bag to each space in your home and donate what you don't use. I'm talking toys, clothes. Um, when I did this a couple years ago in my kitchen, she said go to only having one of everything. And I honestly had like five sets of tongs. I don't know why. So I donated four of them. I donated three spaghetti spatulas. Like I had so many multiples that probably never got lost and just made for more dishes anyway. Yeah. So kitchen, garage, your kids' rooms, um, anything that you don't need and you can, can part with and will part with, throw in a bag. Mm -hmm. And get 10 bags of mental and physical space back in your home. And when you get, every time you do a bag, tag us, tag Kylie and I, and let us see it. Because we're going to do the same thing. And it's time for a fall freshen up. That's exactly right. I also your bathroom. I don't know if you said your bathroom. I find under my cabinets, that's like my most unorganized place. I have makeup products that I haven't used for six months that are now gross, but I still keep them. Why do right. I do that? Like, so I was super into lip scents like mm-hmm. three years ago. Yeah, I have like yeah. 30 tubes of them that I haven't used. So that's going to go. go in one of my bags. Yeah, that need to go. And you can't donate that because that's kind of no. gross. But so if you don't donate, you know, throw it away. Don't, don't feel too proud to just like, just purge some stuff. And I'm going to be completely honest in your closet. If there is something that does not fit you right now and you just keep telling yourself, I'm going to fit in this someday, just get rid of it. Yep. Just get rid of it because it's going to cause you mental despair that you can't fit in that. So, and that's really, that's really hard for me postpartum. Like there are some jeans that are realistically probably just not going to fit me for a Mm -hmm. while. So at least get them out of your drawer so you don't have to look at them, donate them or put them, pack them away and put them in your storeroom. Exactly. I'm, I'm excited to do this. So we're going to start this over the next, you know, two or three weeks, really try to make a conscious effort. And if you can't do 10, do five, don't yeah. be perfect. If you can't do it, like don't beat yourself up. Like if you can do three, if you could do one, take yeah. a picture of it, show us your tidier space and uh, tag us in it for sure. And get some physical clutter out of your home. Yeah, this is, this is going to be good. I'm excited with harvest starting soon. Like I need to declutter. Yes. Get some organization back in our lives. We like to end every day with a quote. Do you want to take it, Whitney, this week? Sure. Sure. It's the first step in crafting the life you want is to get rid of everything you don't. Goes perfect with our challenge. Exactly. This has been a fun topic today. Yep. Super light, not as heavy as last week's. (laughs) We appreciate all of you listening. Yep. See you next time. We sure appreciate all of you listening today. We would love to reach more women in ag. If you would like, please share our podcast with your friends and let us know what you think. You can also find us on Instagram at 
farmwife guru and at the grateful farmwife. Be sure to follow or subscribe to the Midwest Farmwives podcast on your favorite podcast streaming app. We'll see you next time. And remember, every day may not be good, but there is some good in every day. Stay grateful, friends.